0: This is Happiness Solved with America's Happiness Coach, Sandy Scarlatta.
1: Hello, everyone, and thank you for joining me today. I'm so happy you're here. I'm Sandy Scarlatta. I was born in Virginia Beach and raised in the Baltimore-Annapolis area and had very humble and tragic beginnings. And as a result, my life was a hot mess. Thankfully, 33 years ago, I got my act together And since that time, I have dedicated my life to serving others and raising awareness that no matter what you've been through, you can choose happiness and live the life of your dreams. Happiness Solved is dedicated to giving you content that is empowering, motivational, inspirational, and of course, a dose of happiness. It's my way to give back to the world and share other people's stories. This thing called life can be challenging. And my guests share their amazing stories, wisdom, and life lessons that demonstrate Anyone can choose happiness. You see, happiness is a choice, and the choice is yours. Today's episode is amazing, and I am so grateful for you. Thank you for listening, and don't forget to leave a review and follow me on social media at Coach Sandy Scarlotta. Enjoy the show.
2: Jessica! So excited. So beautiful. Oh my gosh. So we are here live at the Chicago Marriott Northwest at the Power Team International Ultimate Love Camp. And Jess and I have known each other for almost two years now, I think. I think we first did an IG live together been wanting to have you on my podcast. And we did a call not that long ago. And you're like, I need to get your podcast. I'm like I'm not recording for a while. So you're literally on my spreadsheet, like to schedule. And then I realized you're here. I'm like, you know what, girl, we're going to do this live.
0: That's right.
2: Which is even better.
0: That's, even better. That's, that's, how, that's how business works. Yeah.
2: Cause it's so great. Cause I mean, most, you know, I'm always across the country from everybody. We're just doing it on a zoom call and, and it's great. It's perfect. But this is so much better. It's so much
0: better. In person is always so much better.
2: Joe Rogan, here I come. Watch out. I love this live podcasting. (laughs) I just don't think I could talk for three hours like he does. Oh, you totally could. Yeah, I probably could. I could definitely talk for three hours. i probably could. I'd have to have a glass of wine sitting here with me.
0: I mean, there's a niche for that. Yeah, I'm sure there is. There is. There's There's a niche for that. There's plenty of people that would love to join your podcast live and have their own glass of wine.
2: There you go. Yeah, you'd right? have to name it something different.
0: Now, for me, it's not wine. It's sparkling water with grapefruit oil. Nice.
2: Yeah, Yeah, I'd like that, too.
0: And a wine glass. A wine glass. That's awesome.
2: <laughs> so I just got to hear Jessa speak on stage, and she talked about her peaceful billionaire program and i'm glad i got to hear the story about that because i didn't quite know how you got to that point but here's her book the peaceful millionaire so first of all i want to hear your backstory because we're going to talk about this we're going to talk about your peaceful billionaire your program that you've launched (laughs) and you've got all sorts of programs that sound just absolutely delightful um, but first, I want to hear your backstory. How did you get to where you are today? Because you've got a very interesting background from neurosurgery to now you're the peaceful billionaire.
0: Let's hear about that. Yeah, from from neurosurgery to mind and money surgery. No scalpels or anesthesia required. Love it. <laughs> <laughs> no scalpels or anesthesia required. It's much safer. <laughs> yeah, for sure. For sure. Much safer. Uh, I mean, the, the, the backstory is... I, I came from very, very humble, very humble beginnings.
1: You Nina, know, I had you
2: pegged for like a trust fund baby living in Manhattan.
0: Really? Yeah.
2: See? Because you come I... across with this air and I was like, yeah. you know, oh, and, I, and, and here's an example because people, I'm human, just like everybody else. We all make these preconceived, but you're just beautiful. You've got the glasses. You've got the whole like librarian, sexy girl look. I'm like, yeah, she's probably, you know,
0: whatever. It doesn't matter.
2: I, mean, I still love you. It doesn't matter whether you trust I, one baby or not. I mean I, I wouldn't I you. wouldn't
0: I wouldn't be mad about it, no judgment. But <laughs> um, I was born in Southwest Virginia in a very, very rural area in Appalachian Mountains. Um, literally the population um Yeah, where's that near? It's near Near the Tri-Cities, Bristol, Kingsport, Johnson City is okay. like the biggest thing that anybody Because you know I'm in Northern
2: know. Virginia. Yeah. You know I'm in Northern Virginia. Oh, I am mean? Yeah, I'm west of D.C. I'm in Leesburg. Oh, oh, Leesburg, Virginia. That's so funny. I went to high school in
0: Leesburg, Florida. Yeah, I'm from, I live in Leesburg, Virginia. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Um, and what's very interesting is the um, the poverty layer, uh, uh, rate for that area where I was born is it's still like, it's still so high. It's still so high. Interesting. Um, but my my mom moved us to Florida when I was eleven. And my mom's jam was she just knew that I was smart and she wanted me to give a give me a better life than she had. And um so it was actually a stint of childhood seizures that originally sparked my interest in the brain. Oh wow. Did you have epilepsy? Not epilepsy, it was um, just childhood seizures. I outgrew them. Okay, thank and I goodness. outgrew them, but I was on medicine for many years and um, and then I outgrew them. But, Thankfully. That, but that was what started my fascination with the mind originally. And so then when it came to medicine, I went into medicine because I truly wanted to help people. And as most people do when you go into medicine, sure, of course. And so that you know, when it came to deciding what was I going to do in medicine, I knew I wanted to do surgery because when I did my clinical rotations, I got to be in the operating room and I was like, Oh my God, this is the coolest thing ever. And um, see, I would
2: be the one passing out.
0: <laughs> um, <laughs> I'm, I'm a very tangible hands-on person. I like things that are very tangible and hands-on. So that for me was like the, you know, the coolest possible thing ever. And, so that, that was, you know, that was the route that I got. Cause I was like, do orthopedics joints. I'm like, no, that's not really my jam. That doesn't excite me. Um, cardiothoracic surgery, do the heart. I'm like heart.
2: So in well, what way not did you, breed. cause you're not a doctor. So in what way did you.
0: I'm a physician. I was a physician assistant, so oh. physician assistant certified. Um, is, okay. That's years. what the PAC is. That's what the PAC is. Okay.
2: So that's the next best thing.
0: Next best thing. I mean, it, we do sure. we do eighty to ninety percent of of what the doctors do. Yep. Like I write prescriptions, and I was in the operating room with the surgeons. I mean, yep. I've personally drilled holes in people's heads. Wow. Okay.
2: <laughs> so, yeah, that's that's a pretty big freaking deal is to be a physician's assistant for sure.
0: And you know, and and neurosurgery. I mean, this is not for the that is not for the light of heart. <laughs> not for the light of heart whatsoever. And um, yeah, I mean, so I. 10 years, 10 years in neurosurgery, and um, I had a significant other that passed away early in my career, only a year in, And, and for a long time, I just dove into work, you know, I just, I focused on work, and that was all I did after he passed away for a very long time, for like five, six years. That's all I did was, was like work 60 to 80 hours a week. And uh, finally I just woke up one day and I was like, just a living. What are you doing? This isn't life. This isn't yeah. living. Right. So losing him taught me, it was, Yeah. You know, taught me that life was too short. And then for five years, I, I forgot. Right. I forgot about it.
2: Well, cause sometimes, I mean, that's like, could be sometimes you just deal with things the best way you know how. And
0: and so it's not it wasn't
2: the worst thing in the world you could be doing, but
0: no, no, I mean, yeah. I did. I threw myself into work and there there were definitely uh, you know worse <laughs> worse things to do for yeah, sure, for sure. Um, after something like that. And um, but then I, I ended up at an event. you know, I decided that I wanted to be better with money. And I ended up at an event called the Millionaire Mind Intensive. And when I was at that event, I was sitting in the audience and plain as day, that voice, just source, God, spirit, universe, whatever you want to refer to as that voice, when you sometimes just feel very called or guided to do something. But it was so crystal clear, I had never quite experienced it like that. And it was so crystal clear, Jessa, you're supposed to be on that stage. And it was so clear that I literally looked around, I'm like, who said that to me? <laughs> right? who's, who's saying this? And I was just like, me, Me? are you sure? Because I'm I'm telling you, I was not the girl. I was not the girl that wanted to be on the stage in the limelight. So for me to be seen and be heard and be able to share my story, share my journey, share my gifts, I did a lot of work. I did a lot of work to get here.
2: Well, it takes work. Like I always say, I say this almost, almost every interview, in order to grow, it's like my famous quote. People can probably recite it with me. In order to grow, you have to be comfortable being uncomfortable.
0: Mm, yes. And I talk about that quite, quite a bit, um, quite a bit in my book. I dive into all kinds of fun things in the book, um, you know, fear of failure, fear of mm-hmm. success. Yes. And, you know, and that ultimately what I learned about that, because I had fear of both. And what I learned is what that actually is, is it's the fear of uncertainty and it's the fear of the unknown. And and that's ultimately what what you're afraid of. Yes. And, you know, unfortunately, society and the media has put such pressure. You're, you're so programmed to fear uncertainty, uncertainty and the unknown. Right, so there's there's such a there's such a need for for being in control of everything. Yes, and I was a huge huge control freak for a very long time for most of my life. My mother's the same way. Um, yeah, you know, apple doesn't fall. Me, right? <laughs> yeah, um, sure. and so for for me to end up in a place where. My life and my work has required so much faith, so much faith. So there's that saying, fake it till you make it. Yep. And I say, don't do that. You don't have to fake anything. Okay. You faith it until you make it. Yes.
2: I like that. That's so much, it's so much a more positive way to say it.
0: And and it carries
2: a higher vibrational frequency as well.
0: Absolutely. And I mean, and that's really what it takes. Yeah, that really what that's what it takes. I mean, whether you know, because initially, right, initially, you might not have that faith in yourself. But if you at least have faith in something bigger than yourself, right, then then that will still pull you forward. Yes. So the so there, there has to be a faith and a, and a belief in things that are not tangible, that you can't see, but you know that they're still there, still there, working, working for you. And that was one of the the biggest, most challenging parts on my journey was was deepening that faith, because there's no way, no way I would have gotten where I am today without it.
2: Yeah, because it's it's part of that alignment and getting that alignment between your head and your heart and that feeling and that, that strength that's there, but you don't know, you can't put your finger on it.
0: Well, and that's what I learned too, right? Because I, I, you know, I mean having a background in neurosurgery and being someone who was a control freak, I was like the ultimate in your head person. Yeah. And I was for a long time, for most of my life, I was very closed off emotionally. And so I was very disconnected from the heart. So everything is head. Everything was hit. So it's kind of so it's you know it's a little bit cliche that I, you know, that I do mind work. But part of the mind work that I do is getting beyond the confinements of your conscious mind and into what's beyond that. Because once you get beyond the confinements of your conscious mind, which is your thinking, or your thinking logical brain, okay, once you get beyond that, then you have access to your heart and soul's intelligence, you have access to infinite intelligence. You have access to things that are just, your your thinking brain is has such a primal, innate nature to keep you safe. But that same primal nature is that is meant to keep you safe keeps you stuck. Yes. So you have to get beyond that.
2: So I understand why that is, because it's part of our DNA but can you just explain that to people who aren't familiar with that whole concept and break it down and it's like you're talking to a fifth grader?
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, it's, I, I mean, the, the most, the most simple way, and this is, and, and there's a little bit more to it, which I won't go too deep into, right. but the simplest way, the simplest way is thoughts become things. Yes. The simplest way to break it down is that is thoughts become things. Um, and so what you're thinking is important because what people don't realize about thinking is that that's communication. That's communication. Even if you're not saying the things you're thinking out loud, that's still a form of communication. Yes. And I haven't heard anybody explain it that way. And I love that. Yes. Um, and so, so that's, so that's, what's really tricky about it, right? So you think That because you don't say it out loud that it's okay to say certain things to yourself right and so most people will talk to themselves in a way that they would never ever talk to someone else never ever 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 right so that's so that's the most simple thing that you have to understand is that your thoughts are still are as powerful as spoken communication and that that's still communication So when you're thinking, when you're thinking with your conscious, logical thinking mind, right, you're speaking to your subconscious mind.
2: Mm.
0: And so that's where that's where change really has to happen is because it's actually the subconscious mind that's creating your reality, that's creating the external environment that you're experiencing and how you experience it. But it's highly, highly influenced by your conscious logical thinking brain.
2: Which is telling the subconscious how to think and behave when we uh, beat you know, the crap out of ourselves.
0: Yeah, which is, you know, right? which is usually, you know, that you that you can't
2: do it. I can't do this. Why would I even bother trying that? Oh, this is happening again. All of those little that dialogue that we are mm-hmm. reinf- and all we're doing is we're reinforcing that negativity.
0: Yeah yeah and so so what happens is then it becomes the the thoughts become the negative thought patterns become a negative self-fulfilling prophecy right yes. of of things that you don't want to have and so that's why that's why it's so important to really really understand that 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 thought again even though it's not spoken that that's still communication because your subconscious mind cannot reject it can only receive right So this thinking brain, your thinking brain can reject things. Your thinking brain has to step in and be the referee. So when you have those negative thoughts, you have to train your thinking brain to be the referee so that when the negative things come in, that you actually realize that you're in the driver's seat, that you're in charge of how long you entertain those negative thoughts and give them time and energy. Because, energy flows where focus goes. So when you're yes. putting your focus or time or energy into those negative thought product patterns, they're expanding. You're creating more of the same. So if you don't ever cross that bridge to the opposite possibility of the positive of whatever negative thought you're thinking, whether you know it might be, I'm not enough. Well, what's the opposite of I'm not enough? I am enough. Right. And when you think about probability, right, you have to think about that statistically, you know, it's possible that both things, both of those thoughts are true. Right. Either think, of is course. possible, right. It's yeah. possible that you're not enough, but it's also possible that you are enough. Right. And, and even though you might not feel like it, if you start to choose with your conscious mind to believe that you are enough and you keep telling your subconscious mind that you are enough, eventually, oops, that's eventually right. your subconscious mind starts to believe it too. Cause your subconscious mind doesn't actually know the difference between what's real and what's not.
2: Exactly. And that's <laughs> the big thing that people don't recognize. And why is it that they reach a certain point in their life? And it's just that definition of insanity, you know, just, doing the same thing over and over and expecting different results. And they, they don't recognize that this thinking is really having a huge impact on how they show up in the world well, and absolutely. how everybody else treats them
0: as well. Well, and, and so that's and that's the power, right? And so I just spoke about that a little bit in my talk, right? So yeah. the, the power of the mind and the value of the mind. Right. So I speak about the mind in, in terms of being a $27 billion asset. Yes. So you already own a $27 billion asset and it's fueled by 27 billion kilowatts of power. So when you're thinking it's those things, right, that don't support where you want to go, that's how much power you're putting behind those thoughts of what you don't want.
2: You know, and when when I heard you say that I and mean, then you had the visual, you know, up on the board, your your slides and you see that and you're like, "Whoa." <laughs> Are we just, Are it, it, you know, I, and, and I'm just going to speak for the United States because this is where I am. But when you look at the United States and how, you know, there's just so many people that I'm sorry, I love all of you. I love humanity, but there's so many people that are just not cutting it, you know, and the way they think, the way they show up, the way, you know, the anger, the just all of that stuff.
0: Well, and the thing is, and though, it's, it's just kind of sad.
2: Well, that the, they're wasting that power that you have in your brain. Mm-hmm. It's a lot of power that's just being wasted away. Well, and the thing is, is they
0: just don't know. Yeah, true. They just don't know. The, the, so, with, what what I've what I've really learned on my journey, one of the most powerful things that I've learned, is everyone is doing the absolute best that they, they can they with are. the tools that they have at the time. That's right. Right. And so the difference becomes is some people just get more. You just you're gaining tools along the way, right? But, but society doesn't, doesn't teach you to be in charge or in control, right? Society as a whole programs you to follow, follow right. the herd, yep. right? Follow the what's herd, everybody else doing, right? Do what everybody else is doing. Yeah. Um, and so, so part, you know, so part of, part of my, part of my work, right? When you, when you think about the, the event, right? When you think about the peaceful billionaire intensive money on your terms. Yeah money on your terms right because everybody thinks that money is on somebody else's terms yeah money's on your terms money's on your terms oh i didn't i didn't ask the question today but one of the things i often ask when i speak is how rich can you be as rich as you want to be as rich as you choose to be yeah or as rich as your current level of contentment right that's yeah. Right. Yeah. So you have, you have to choose, but then, but then what gets in the way, right? What gets in the way of you having the financial success that you're capable of? Yeah. It's, it's, it's this, right. Yeah. It's that six inches of real estate between the your ears, ears. ears. Yes. that you don't know, right. That you did. You've gone your whole life, not knowing was worth $27 billion and that you've gone your whole life, not knowing it's that it was, being powered by, with 27 billion kilowatts of power, you just didn't know. Yeah. You just didn't know, and that's not your fault. Right. That's not your fault. Yeah,
2: I know. All right. Wow. You unpacked a lot just now. And so where can people learn about your Peaceful Billionaire course? And, okay, t- tell us about that first, and then you've got two more books that are going to be coming out. I do. Yeah.
0: I do. Uh, so the so the intensive, um, the intensive, the peaceful billionaire intensive is coming up July 27th through 29th. Okay. And that's a three-day virtual intensive. Now,
2: will you be holding that any other time this year? I
0: will. Okay. I will.
2: Okay. I don't have it's okay yet. because this will, may not be out by then. No okay. No. That, but that's okay. Yeah. So we'll put your website in the show notes and people can check your website yeah. for updates,
0: because I'm sure you'll be doing this event. Yeah, I will be doing. Time. I will be doing the event again. So yeah, we can put that out there for people, so they can they can find the link yes. and go and learn more. And about when you know, if you event. have those dates? Just let me know, and I'll make sure. Okay. When the and yeah. everything. Okay. Yeah, because that's um, it's a really really extraordinary. Well, I signed up.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I signed up because. You're my friend and I want to support you and I love taking any course that helps my relationship with money and the way I perceive money and the way I think money perceives me. Quite frankly. I think it's a two-way street. It really is. Because I've had this relationship, you know, that I'm
0: still working on. It is. It's it's absolutely it's a, relationship. a relationship. Yeah. And that's and that's actually that's something that I speak a bit more into at the event. Um, you know, not when you're when you're doing a talk from stage or doing a master class, um, you know, when you start to talk about their relationship with money, like there's a lot to unpack there. There's a lot to unpack there. So I can't do that in an hour talk. And so the the, the intensive you get to spend three days with me right. and it's six hours a day. And it really is an intensive and it's extremely interactive and experiential. Right. Because because the the transformation happens through through you being being engaged and taking steps and taking actions towards the future financial life of your choosing. Right. So you have to, there. you have to take an active role in that process. It wouldn't do you any good to sit there for three days and listen to me talk. Right. Well, and, and... now that you wouldn't gain a lot of wisdom, of course, um, but, but the, one of the things that I always say is, and you'll, you'll really appreciate and love this, right? So we we live in a day and age today where people are literally drowning in information Yes, and starving for deep, meaningful connection and for transformation, right? And so the thing about information is information without integration and implement, implementation is going to stay simply that. It's going to stay information. And information is great, right? And but the 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 old saying knowledge is power is not true right it's applied knowledge applied knowledge is power you can know a whole lot of things but if you're not doing anything with the things that you know um you know then then that knowledge is is not really being utilized it's just it's just there yeah yeah collecting dust
2: yeah essentially <laughs> collecting right? dust
0: yeah so where can
2: people find you and just go ahead and shout out your website and do you have an opt-in or anything like that you want to
0: um so there there's a lot of things that are being uh reworked now um but i do have an opt-in um one of the opt-ins that i have is the design your peaceful billionaire life workbook um and the website is the peaceful perfect the peaceful billionaire.com
2: awesome. Yeah. So they can
0: go to the website and get your free workbook. Mm-hmm. Fantastic. Yeah. And I have a free master class too, so they can also check that out. Fantastic. So There's some cool things to check out and you get to know me a little bit better.
2: Yeah.
0: Awesome. Any last words? You, you mentioned say? you mentioned the the upcoming books, right? So Yes. The, oh
2: yes, yes, your books.
0: So the um so yeah, so the peaceful millionaire is out. I'll um I'm the peaceful multimillionaire is is underway it's in the works it'll probably probably be out first thing next year like kind of like a new year right at the end of this year new years um and then the book after that will be the peaceful billionaire
2: i love it i love the progression the trilogy
0: the trilogy and that was that happened when i was writing the first book um that happened when i was writing the first book so i actually wrote the first book in two weeks which most people find to be very like baffling yeah Um, yeah, it's a lot of work (laughs) and you know the thing is is I wanted to write a book for three years and it it took such a long time for me to get to that place within myself where I I had the courage where I had the courage and then once and then once I did it I was like, oh, my God, I should have done this eons ago. It was the best thing ever. It's hard. That first book
2: is so hard. And even, like, my first book was a novel, which was a whole nother level of scariness because it's a novel. Like, it's fiction. And then I put out a nonfiction book. And that's just as scary because it's like, okay, it's like you're opening up a wound, wound and, like, hoping nobody throws salt in it. And, like, you just, you know, like, you, you're vulnerable. and You know, yeah. that's, yeah, it's
0: yeah. hard. Yeah. So that, so I, I talk about, I share, you know, different bits and pieces of, of my story throughout the book. Um, I've had so many people who read it. They, they love the the flow of the book because they're like, every time my mind like went somewhere, you would, you would catch me. Oh, like, wow. You would, you would catch me. And um, so, so that was really cool. And then, and then some people have shared that they cried, but everybody, you know, everybody really, you know, really, really loves it. So I did, um, definitely pour my heart and soul um, into it and um, I'm excited I'm so excited to be writing the second one that yeah. is that it's in the works That's and awesome. I you know I can't wait to do the next one but I'm I'm so grateful for the the impact that this has had I mean I've had I've had friends like people that I've known for 20 years one girl who was like literally my best friend in middle school that I had lost contact with that my mom crossed paths with and I was like oh mom like here you know give her a signed copy of my book and she reached out to me and she was just like I am like this is so amazing she was like I was looking for this and I'm working on this stuff and and she was like it's so crazy that I like I know you and I went to school with you and That's it's awesome. just, like it's it's the it's the best it's the best thing and then one of my friends um it was like the book of the month for her book club. Oh,
2: that's great. And they Love were reading
0: it. it. So I'm just, you know, it's just, it's such an incredible thing yeah. um, when you hear the impact oh, that yeah. your message and that your story and that your work is really, really having, um, you know, in, in people's lives. I, I mean, there's just, there's no, there's no substitution for that.
2: Mm. Amazing. Well, jessa uh, i'm so grateful that we got to do this live so much better so much better
0: we do it again this is so fun like oh, seriously so yeah. like we could be we could do a talk show you just hang hey, out
2: for sure because we had a great time when we did our instagram live so yeah more to come audience thank <laughs> you so much and thank you everyone for listening today
1: I certainly hope that you enjoyed today's interview. Thank you so much for joining me. And as always, I hope that you and your family are healthy and safe, and that your lives are filled with peace, joy, and happiness. Take care, everyone.